Hey guys, what's going on? This is Glenn. Welcome to episode 105 of the Glenn Thinks the Podcast. The, man, this is it. This is like going to be my best podcast ever, which I have not set the bar very high. I'm just feeling really good about today because like I have all these different things that I want to talk to you about today because I didn't get my podcast out this weekend because I was like, man, I wanted to lay in bed. And then I got diarrhea, but that's a whole nother story. And, uh, you know, I'm fine now, but I've like have all these, these ideas and things that I wanted to talk about. And they've just been piling up like dirty laundry of the mind is how, man, I was thinking about today. I was thinking about how, um, I don't want to be a priest at all. Like there's nothing like I don't want to be a priest, but I was thinking about confessions, like how Catholics have confessions. Right. And I was thinking, you know, it would be kind of fun not to slam Catholics, but, uh, but I mean, like if, if to just to listen to people's confessions, like I was thinking about, it would be cool to start something called like, get it off your chest where you go into like this little booth. And then I could be over there, like on the other side, like eating gummy worms and like, uh, I don't know, playing with my phone or something. And you could come in there and just tell me like all the messed up stuff that you do. And I could be like, no way, really? Yeah, and people are like, yeah, I just want to get off my chest. Like, just for bad stuff. Like, I don't care about your victories in life or all the good stuff that uh, that you have done or will do. But I was just like, man, it'd be really cool to be like, no way, you know? And, I mean, there would be no purpose to any of this except for, like, I guess you could get it off your chest and I could be entertained, you know? So it's like a win-win. You know, it's a, it's a even trade, but I just thought that that was like a genius idea because a lot of people go to like therapists and, and, you know, they'll talk to their friends and family and their friends and family don't care. They just act like they care because a lot of people like a lot of people, dude, a lot of people don't care. Like <laughs> they just don't, you know, maybe you have close friends or, you know, everybody's just kind of selfish. Like, I think the majority of people are just selfish people. And it's about how, like, what can I get out of this is kind of the way that, that people look at stuff. You know, like, we, I, we, I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, you know, like, when you're in a relationship or something, like, people will be like, you just make me want to be a better person. No, that's not, like, you don't want to be a better person. You want to be a better person so you can hang on to that person, you know, that, that you're with, and you're just telling them that you know, to make them think that, you know, they're so important so they won't leave you, you know, because you can't live with yourself. You just can't live with yourself. You just can't stand to be alone. You know, what's, what, what, what are you scared of? What, what, what fears do you have to where you got to tell someone something like that? That's not even true. I want to be a better person because of you. That's <laughs> all selfishness. So I'm just offering my services, man. It's not even, it's not even a, like, I don't want to know about like terror. Maybe there's some kind of waiver or some kind of legal way that we could do it. You know, because like if you commit a crime and you go to confession, I don't know how that works. Like, do you, does the priest like not, doesn't have to tell if you tell him about crimes that you did? Or do you have to be like Tony Soprano and, uh, like Tony Soprano, when he talked to his therapist and he would just have to kind of, you know, make up stuff, like make up details and stuff, you know, and kind of beat around the bush about what was really bothering him. What was really true. Is that how, how it has to be in confession? I don't know, man, but I'm just saying like, if it was not a Catholic 
thing and I just started my own just because I want to hear about bad stuff that you do. Like, uh, yeah, I think that that would be good. And it is, I want to do it for selfish reasons, but it would benefit you too. You know, it would benefit people, maybe not you because you're perfect, but, uh, <laughs> but I have a, I'm in a weird mood and I have a, um, I think a lot of people are, but I have a lot of stuff to talk about that I think will be fun to talk about. And I'm ready. We're all ready for fun, man. We're all ready for fun. So here we go. Episode 105, Glenn Think Stuff starts now. So I just found out about this today and I'm kind of really kind of excited about this. At least I'm excited about thinking about this because I've talked about something similar before in a past podcast. I talked about what if we just live in a certain dimension in time and past and future is going on at the same time, like on a different plane and time is just something that we can grasp, you know, and so it's how we measure, you know, uh, I mean, I want to say time is how we measure span of time, but like for our existence, but in our, in our like little minds, maybe time is like what we need to be able to grasp this chaotic thing that we're all doing. Right. And, uh, so I thought about that before on the podcast and, and, uh, I just, I've always kind of liked to think about stuff like that. Like what if, well, Glenn, there's no proof of blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but what if? What if is fun to think about? What if is funner to think about than what is? So uh, there's this article, and I actually pulled this out of the New York Post, right? And uh, it's you can Google it. It's in the news, but people are more worried about stupid things. NASA scientists detect evidence of a parallel universe where time runs backward, right? And, like, so I won't butcher it trying to explain it i'm just gonna read it which i'm not even gonna pretend to understand it but like there's scientists in this article and when i read it it will kind of like you'll kind of get the gist of what's going on so this is like an excerpt from it the experts use a giant balloon to carry nasa's antarctic impulsive transient antenna or anita high above Antarctica, where the frigid dry air provided the perfect environment with little to no radio noise to distort its finding. A constant wind of high-energy particles constantly arrives on Earth from outer space. Low-energy subatomic neutrinos with a mass close to zero can pass completely through Earth, but higher energy objects are stopped by the solid matter of our planet, according to the report. That means The high-energy particles can only be detected coming down from space, but the team's Anita detected heavier particles, so-called tau neutrinos, which come up out of the Earth. The finding implies that these particles are actually traveling backward in time, suggesting evidence of a parallel universe, according to the Daily Star. Principal Anita investigator Peter Gorham 
an experimental particle physicist at the University of Hawaii, suggested that the only way a tau neutrino could behave that way is if it changed into a different type of particle before passing through Earth and then back again. That is crazy. He went on to say, not everyone is comfortable with the hypothesis. Well, man, like, I'm totally comfortable with it because it, uh, I don't know. Think about that. Think about a parallel universe where time goes backwards. Like, that is just a strange thought, man. That's just a strange thought to, to even try to grasp if there is a parallel universe how do we experience the parallel universe that's why i want to know you know and i'm not i'm not talking about doing it for like selfish reasons like i could live one year here and then one year there because one year you wouldn't live one year there it would minus one year there and like i don't know do things age would bananas be getting green again and they're like, send these bananas to the parallel universe because they got too ripe. I don't know, man. It's just kind of a weird thing to just think about, but it's fun to think about. And I might talk about it on another. I just saw it today. I've been trying to stay away from the news. Like, I just don't. I don't want to hear about it anymore, man. I don't want to hear nothing about nobody. What is nobody is saying like every once in a while I'll Google my state and the coronavirus and I'll just read the headlines so I can stay. That's how I really do the news. Like I read the headlines and that's enough. I don't unless I'm super interested. Like if I if I see or hear about something. Right. If I see an article uh, on the Web somewhere or I hear about something. I'll go pursue it if it's something that I'm interested in, like this NASA thing, the parallel universe where time moves back. Think of that's crazy, man. But uh, but I'll seek some stuff out. But for the most part, like I read headlines and that's enough. And if if you read headlines, you know what's going on. Like, hang on, let me pull up some. Let me pull up some headlines from my phone and I'll show I'll show you like I, I can read headlines and know everything that the story has to say minus a couple details. All right. So let's see. What is this? The New York Times as reopening starts. Americans expect recovery to take years. Right. So it's a picture of a guy. It's like a bar and there's just a lonely I guess it's the owner standing back there. And, you know, the recovery from the coronavirus and all this, you know, the economical blow that it's taken on the world, like Americans, small businesses are expecting um, the recovery. Uh, the economic recovery is what this is probably referring to. Um, maybe the emotional recovery a little bit, you know, too. But I think the picture in this article and then the headline, it's I think they're talking about economic recovery recovery. So I know that I don't got to read that. I already know what it is. Who reports, this is NBC News, who reports most coronavirus cases in one day as the total number nears 5 million? All right. So that's the World Health Organization reports most coronavirus cases in one day. And, uh, and the total number is like nears 5 million. So like they just, they reported that there were the most cases in one day. Like, why I need to read that? I know what that, I know what that, I know what that means, right? All right, what's another one? 
Let's see. Actor Hagen Mills fatally shoots self, tries to kill girlfriend in attempted murder suicide. All right, so there's this 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 actor, and it says fatally shoots self. So that means he's dead, and tries to kill girlfriend, and so he tried to. So she ain't dead, but he dead. All right, see, I know what that is. So I don't know. I don't gotta like read news articles. I can read headlines and just be. I can just be wise, man, because I get tired of listening to like the political stuff. I just do, man. I don't want to hear it from either side. I don't want to hear because one's like, like, I know more about everything than you. And the other side's like, you're stupid and stupid. And yeah, we're no more than you. And it just goes on and on, man. It's like kids. It's like watching. It's like probably watching or being a kindergarten teacher is what watching the news nonstop is like it will make you crazy and i don't want i don't like any of them i don't want any of them to win anymore right i was just thinking like there's not just democrats and republicans and oh glenn you're getting into politics today but for real there's not there's not just two groups well two groups of people pretty much sum up Everybody that's in the... Who came up with this? Who came up with this stupid? There's so much... So many different groups of people in the United States. Like, we should have... I was thinking about this. We should have elections, like, once a year for the president, right? <laughs> like the pre, And we should just say, all right, who's your pick? You know, and if we had it every year, we couldn't... We couldn't, you know, it couldn't go too far down the tubes, Right. And you could be like, Glenn, there's some pretty messed up people, you know, they could get they could get in power. But you just got one year, you know, checks and balances. We got all this checks and balances stuff. You know what I mean? You can't just do what I, I mean. People are like, oh, there's a different president or there's a different senator, or the majority of the House or the majority of the Senate. Like there's all these different Americans don't know what they want. You know, because they'll they'll elect one party to this house and another party to this house and a different party to the White House and like never the twain shall meet. I guess they line up every once in a while. But I was like, what if we just let like special needs people pick the president for a year? You know, (laughs) they'd be like this just in a cowboy has won the presidency. Right. Well, what what cowboy is it? It just says on this here paper, a cowboy. Yeah, I'm not knocking special needs people. I'm just saying there's so everybody has a different idea of like what they want to see and what they believe. And there's so many beliefs and morals. What you have is you have two parties that are huge. They don't care, man. They're power hungry. That's if you want to believe, oh, they're noble and there's nobility. There's not. There's not. And usually I try to stay out of this stuff, you know, because I don't want to alienate any of you. I really don't. But I was thinking this week that what 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 if we just went into a psychiatric hospital and say, what do you want to happen? You know, and maybe a salt shaker would win the presidency for a year, you know, but it would it be the worst thing if they're like, well, and there was just a salt shaker sitting in the Oval Office, just sitting, sitting in the Oval Office. You know, a salt shaker is not going to waste any money. And I guess the House and Senate could run stuff, you know, and who would be the vice president? It would be the pepper shaker. <laughs> oh, man.
to say this has gone on for too long. This was, I would not, though I, I was going to say, I would not be thinking like this if I was out and able to do my usual stuff. But I mean, I would. And it's like, it's, uh, you just get tired of it. You know, I get tired of, 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 can we just cut the BS and just do what needs to be done, man, and just figure this out? Because it's getting weird. It's getting weird. And let me tell you how weird it's getting. As I transition away from that dangerous topic. And uh, it's just like I took a relative of mine had a procedure at a hospital in a really big city last week. Right. So I took them uh, earlier in the week last week to get a COVID swab because they had to have a screening before they went into this big hospital in this big city for their procedure. So um, I took them there and it wasn't like a COVID testing site where you go when you think that you have COVID to get tested. Like, uh, it's just a screening facility for anybody that's going to go into the hospital, right? Let me get a drink of my, uh, beverage so I can keep talking. So we went there, right? And when we got there, we both got shot in the head with the gun, right? And it was sketchy. Let me tell you, the reason I'm telling you about this is because it's the first experience that I've had like uh I guess at like a medical type facility from a medical standpoint uh with this whole COVID-19 stuff and it was really a sketchy thing because um I walked up and there's this big tent there's this big tent outside of um the hospital and so there was nobody in the tent but a lady sitting at a table and she had a gun, like one of those temperature guns, and she shot both of us in the head. And then uh, she told me to put on a mask, which putting on a mask with a beard, like it's impossible. I can't find a mask that fits me that well, you know. So I've gotten pretty good at socially distancing. I've looked at some masks. I don't know, man. I need to figure it out. I'm not shaving my beard. I think that's stupid to shave your beard. I see all these guys that were like, oh, I'm shaving my beard, and they got on social media. You know, dang you, COVID-19. You know, none. all of them had, like, crappy little beards. They didn't have big, nice beards. They wanted to shave anyway. You were looking for an excuse to shave. You jumped at the opportunity, you know, because when the first news story broke about, you should shave your beard because it gives you coronavirus. Like all these idiots got on social media and made videos and like, what do you want us to like kiss up? You wanted to shave it anyway and you just want attention. So like, I'm not shaving, like if you shave your head, because I wash my beard as much as you wash your hair. So when the, when the, people come out and say to shave your head i'll shave my beard if i all women and men in the world shave their heads and are bald then i'll shave my beard and anybody that tells them that's what i'm gonna say to them shave your head <laughs> but uh but anyway what was i talking about i was talking about not being a oh so they give me they gave me this mask to uh to to wear one of the little masks and they had a door propped open to a hospital wing right which is weird because you'd never see a door just propped it prop that open with a rock. And, uh, and so we walked in and it was a hallway and all the hallway was taped off from the floor to the ceiling in plastic. It looked like Dexter was fixing to come in there is what it looked like. But from the floor to the ceiling with like a uh, painter's tape and plastic, right? The hallway of this. 
and everybody was kind of whispering and being quiet and it was really it kind of gave you an eerie feeling it was really uneasy and I'd be, the, everybody was cool. Everybody was nice. And it was just a screening facility. But it just kind of sketched me out because I never saw anything like that before. Like modern medicine. This is like where we've gone way back in time. And I mean, it's like tape and plastic at a medical facility. And so when we finally went to the procedure, it was empty. Like this is a big city. And the the outpatient place that we went like for surgical outpatient stuff it was totally empty like i was the only one sitting in the waiting room there was no one else in recovery when it was over except the nurses it would that was it there was nobody and it was just kind of a i don't know it was kind of weird man you know because you're seeing all these hospitals that are overrun and then like i read about how a lot of hospitals are at, at like 30 percent capacity and so it was just kind of a it's kind of what you see on the news and then what you see in real life are two different kind of scenes and yeah i get there's hot spots and different you know areas that are worse than others but it was just kind of a weird experience man and i'm not trying to go to the hospital anymore it's something that you know it's something that uh that I just didn't expect. I expected to be, you know, a lot more people in this hospital, but there just weren't. And it's just kind of a, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of fear going on right now. And I like fear. I, I think fear is a driving force behind what some people are doing right now. And then I think like being selfish is another is another thing because I think a lot of people like these people are like, you can't take my constitutional rights. And I've even mocked and made fun of that lady at the playground. Like I, I understand why people are sketched out about the government telling you to stay home, you know, because you feel like your rights are, you know, like I've thought about it a lot and I'll still make fun of the people that are, you know, if you want to go out, just go out. Don't protest and act stupid. But I kind of get that point of view, but what's the driving force behind that? Is it that you're really worried about your rights or are you just being selfish and you want to do what you want to do, right? Because I think that if you really push that envelope from a legal standpoint, they can't make you stay in. They really can't because that would get shot down once you went to court. If it didn't get shut down like in a local court and you went to like a state court, it would for sure get shot down, you know, and you would win. But at what cost to other people? You know, it's just kind of a, I don't know, man. I just want to talk about that because that was my experience with with the COVID and uh, I hope that's as close as I get to it. <laughs> so I hope, like, I hope, I guess I need to get a beard. I ain't shaving, man. You shave. I ain't shaving. But, uh, but while I'm on the topic of, uh, while I'm on the topic of something morbid, I thought that I would tell you something that I read today. This is something, and I actually, like, uh, I actually just saw this today, too, is, uh, there's this guy that got caught, and he's actually in the same state that I'm in and he got caught crossing uh he got caught crossing state lines from North Carolina to South Carolina and I guess he he got pulled over and at the traffic stop a uh the police found a baggie 
um, of what he said were his like stepdad's ashes. I think, I think it was a stepdad's ashes and, uh, it was heroin, <laughs> but he said, but he said it was his stepdad's ashes and they were, he was real close to him. So, you know, he carried his ashes around, you know, and they might've found some drug paraphernalia too, but it said the deputies determined that it was heroin and like trafficking heroin over state lines. I want to say it carries a mandatory 25 year sentence. So I was like, dude, that's a, that's a good story. You know, because like in your head, if you have a bunch of heroin and the cops pull you over, you know, and you're like, well, surely they won't test, you know, this hair. Like if I say this is my stepdad's ashes or my dad, I want to say it's a stepdad. I forgot. But I'm gonna, like, they're not going to test that to see if it's heroin. You know, maybe people that, that, uh, that smuggle drugs should, like, use an urn. You know, if you had an urn and you just, like, had, you could have, like, a kilo. Well, I guess you couldn't have that much. He was a fat man. <laughs> My grandfather was a portly man. He was a portly man. And, like, like, uh... Yeah, because how much ashes does it make? It doesn't make that much ashes. How much ashes? And I've always wondered when they cremate people, do they just, like, just give you... They could give you all kind of ashes. You know what I mean? It could be a smorgasbord of ashes. You could have, like, a the ashes variety. You know how you get, like, the Pop-Tart variety pack? It could be, like, the ashes variety pack. Like, if you go to a cheap crematory, crematorium... The crematorium emporium. If you go to a, like, that wouldn't be a bad, I guess that wouldn't be too bad of a, is there anywhere, there's places that just do that, right? You don't got to deal with a lot of stuff if you're just a crematorium emporium. That doesn't seem like it would be a bad gig. You just burn folks and just be like, here you go. Yeah. You could sell some urns. You could be like, you could sell urns and probably like, you could up the, you could probably buy, or can you buy urns on Amazon? And then you could like up the price of the urn, you know, in store. You could have a little showcase, an urn showcase. Let me see. I'll look it up on Amazon. Urns for human ashes. Urn necklaces for ashes. What? Urns for human ashes adult. Well, I mean, yeah. Why, why does it matter if they're adult? I ain't going to look that up. I'm just going to look. Urns for human ashes. They got them, man. There's an eagle. God called you home forever with angels. Stoneware decorative. That one's fifty nine ninety five. Yeah, they're on here. You can get cheap ones. You can get a custom pearl white keepsake cremation urn for like thirty nine ninety nine. It's customized. What's that say? It says Ira Wayne. Ira Wayne Tilly. Yeah, dude. They sell them on here. So maybe I should look into doing that. I'm just kidding. That's a horrible idea and it's freaking me out to look at. Man, I don't need to talk about that no more. Dang it, Glenn. But uh, what I was going to talk. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. And it turned out to be smack. And they caught him. And, uh, yeah, he's in jail now. It didn't work. That that lie did not work. So if you're out there trafficking heroin, listening to my podcast, you should just stop because it's not right to do that with heroin. And, uh but if you did, you should use iron. It would probably work good. So, uh, speaking of of illegal things that you should not do, I would never condone illegal behavior. Takeshi Six Nine was released from jail, I think, because of the coronavirus. Right? 
And I saw that he got out and I saw that he got on like Instagram live or I, I want to say it was Instagram live. And he started talking a bunch of smack about the people that he snitched on. And he started to justify why he snitched. Right. And then not only did he do that, he dropped a song and um, where he talks about being a rat and kind of makes fun of the people that are making fun of him for being a snitch. And like even in the video, a rat emoji comes over his face and he's like kind of bragging about being a rat in the song, right? That's like, <laughs> that's what he did. That's how he cho chooses to use his freedom is to like rub salt in the wound and then brag about being a snitch, right? Like I didn't like this dude before and I sure don't like him now. Not because he's a snitch. That's not that like I didn't like him before. So I really don't have a dog in the fight. But what really got me about this whole deal is that, like, he's bragging about being a snitch, which to me, just personally, there's nothing to brag about there. Like, dude, you were acting like you're some kind of gangbanger before, and you got into the illegal stuff that you were into, and then when you went down, you gave up a bunch of names, right? And to me... Like, why are you messing with stuff that, that, and acting a certain way when, when you're just a snitch when you get caught? Like, there's no, there's no, I'm not defending illegal behaviors. And I'm not saying that it's good to do like stuff that's illegal, you know, because no, it's not. You shouldn't do that at all. But I'm saying that if you do do that, is it morally acceptable? for you to take part in that and take part in something like that and act a certain way. And then when you get caught, sell everybody out to save yourself from getting a bunch of time. To me, that's just like, you don't why what you shouldn't get into it in the first place. Right. But then you wouldn't be faced with this problem. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying like, yeah, there's been a lot of like people that have, have, done work that have turned that uh that have taken people off the street that need to be off the street but it's just kind of disgusting to see this guy i mean he's making money he's making a bunch of money right now off off selling people out that he was associates with that he did just as much as them and and you know he just got caught before him and so he sold him out so i just don't think there's any kind of uh I don't know. Is there a criminal code of conduct? I don't know. It just doesn't seem very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, uh, not mature, like, uh, respectable. Like, I guess crime is not respectable, period. But somebody like that, that just gloats about being a, t that's like somebody, like, when you're a little kid and, you know, you always had the tattletale kid, you didn't want to be around. That's like the tattletale tattling on you and then gloating about it. You know, that's like cheating and then gloating that you that's like that Houston Astros cheated. And then like, what if the Houston Astros just gloated about cheating? Like just walked around being like, yeah, we cheated. 
And, you know, they, they, the players actually gloated. They've tried to sweep it under the rug, but what if they gloated about it? You know, that would be really, I don't know, that would really turn a lot of people off. And I hope this guy loses all his fans because he sucks. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't listen to Kishishi69. But, uh, but anyway, what else do I have? What else did I want to tell you about today? Uh, ba 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 ba. I think that's about it. I did finish the uh, I did finish the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary that was on ESPN, the ten part documentary. I finished it yesterday. I DVR'd it and finished it yesterday. And I don't know anybody that doesn't think that Michael Jordan is the greatest. They said it at the end of the documentary. They said, you know, this was before there was social media. This was before there was, uh, like YouTube and athletes could promote themselves. Like Michael Jordan was huge, man. And when you watch him and you watch the drive that he has, I talked about like a week or so, maybe two weeks ago on a podcast or a week ago, man, I don't even know. I have just days run together, but, uh, I talked about it. He's just like ruining my childhood one week at a time with it. And he was a prick. He was, man. He was the biggest prick If anything. That documentary has made me realize, uh, how much I like Dennis Rodman still. I can't help it. I like Dennis Rodman. And uh, the little bit that Charles Barkley was on there. I like Charles, man. I like Magic. Those are my guys. I like the Knicks, like Patrick Ewing, John Starks. Um, I like so many of the players, and I remember watching them growing up. And everybody, like, I like Michael Jordan. I did like Michael Jordan, but I didn't like... uh, I didn't like, like, at what cost is it? He would push his team so hard and he was just this exceptional human, and he would push everyone around him so hard to greatness, and yeah, they would like, they rose above everybody, and that team was legendary, uh, arguably the best team that's ever played basketball, um, but at what cost is it worth it? Is winning worth treating people like that? And that's the question that I was left with. And then you know that he had rights and he had control over the way all of this got done. And there were a couple things where people got thrown into negative lights that I really didn't care for. That just kind of bothered me a little bit because you look like your flaws are kind of justified because it's like it's who Michael was and he just had to win. You know, but I think that the little, the little fat guy that they really, uh, he's dead by the way, that Jerry, the general manager of the Bulls, he really got cast in a negative light, but he built that team. He built that team. And so you got to give props where props are due, you know, and, and Pippen, like, uh, I don't know, like Pippen sat out that one game because he thought that he should get the last shot. Um, was it 97? I forgot what year it was. Was it 96? It was when Jordan was playing baseball and, uh, Pippen was kind of had stepped into a leadership role and he wanted to take the last shot of the game to win the game. And Phil Jackson said he gave it to Tony Kukoc and, and, uh, and so Pippen sat out and was like, I'm not going back in. Cause he thought he should get to take the shot. And he later, 
um, like apologized to the team and thought that that was messed up. But I was like, why, why, why is it covering this? Like the Michael Jordan wasn't, he wasn't in, he wasn't playing then. Like, I just didn't understand why you're going to like throw shade like that. I don't know. But I mean, it is like, what a, what a, it's probably one of the best documentary like series that I've ever seen. It was really, it was really well done. It kept me entertained. It kind of, it was kind of nostalgic because I lived through that. Right. So a lot of stuff that I've watched documentaries about, like I wasn't that close to, even if it happened in my lifetime, I wasn't that close. So I didn't really know what was going on with it. But with this, like, I remember a lot of this stuff. Like when I was a little kid and we'd get together with, uh, with our cousins on vacation, we would play like we were the dream team. We'd play basketball and we'd all pick who we were like on the dream team, like the different players that we were. So seeing the dream team again, it was just crazy, man. It was good. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely, definitely watch the last dance. And, um, and I think that the, the, that's about that. That's about it for today. But, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. There's some other stuff I want to talk about, but I can talk about it. I can talk about it. See, that's the beautiful thing of having a podcast. I don't got to talk about it all at once. I can talk about it later if I want to talk about it. But uh, but I hope everyone's doing all right. It's really important, man. Right now, I think that it's really important to take care of yourself mentally and uh, emotionally. And it's it's like uh, it's important to do because a lot of people are social. A lot of people are social people. And they're used to being around a bunch of people and going out and doing stuff. And a lot of people aren't getting to do that now. And some depression, you know, may sink in. And depression's a real thing. So if you're feeling depressed, like if you're feeling depressed, like you should just call and check on somebody else. Do something for somebody else. And uh, and hopefully that'll make you feel better. Take care of yourself. Do what you need to do to, uh, to be okay through this. Because this isn't permanent. This might have permanent like stuff that happens with it you know it might leave a little stain you might drop a meatball on your shirt and it leaves a stain but you can wash the shirt and be clean again just like our lives will be our lives might have a meatball stain but they will be clean once again but uh <laughs> that don't glenn that you could have said that way more better than that oh i learned this week that learnt is a word i learned that this week learnt it is. Look it up. I promise it is. But uh, I ain't going to bug you guys no more. I hope that you have a fantastic rest of the week. And uh, I might talk to you again this weekend. Who knows? Maybe I will. Peace out, guys. <laughs>